right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Very good. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all good. This is the Massive End Podcast. My name is Kaleem. It's going to be a great show. It always is. I am I'm pretty excited to be having this, uh, this show today. We, we're even changing up the music a bit. Trying a new intro. <laughs> oh, man. It's been, it's been a crazy, crazy period, man. Uh, the past six months have been one of the best, the best of my entire life. I'm so grateful for still having you, you guys, listening into the podcast. It's growing. Um, I know the last episode was a bit of a downer, but hey, we keep on moving, eh? Anyways, heading over to what we have in store for you today. We are on episode 24. <laughs> hey, all right. So we're going to be speaking about SK Cosa. What has gotten into him? Mom, you say me. And witchcraft. I mean, the two pretty much go hand in hand. I want to speak about my experiences of navigating Josie. Johannesburg is, is different. It is totally different in all the cities that I've traveled and lived in. This one is just different from all of them. I also want to use the opportunity to speak about new love. Eh? <laughs> it's story time. It's story time. And we're going to also be having just a, a bit of my shared experiences on Tinder, what Tinder has been for me. <laughs> it's funny. I've actually used it more as a platform to find friends, spread the podcast than anything else. <laughs> so it's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to be launching a new feature, which is called And Another Thing. <laughs> so please... Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. This is going to be one of those good episodes. The feel-good, feel-good episode. I'm so glad and I'm grateful for you guys still choosing this podcast. This is the Massive Event Podcast hosted by me, Kalim. Enjoy it. Let's head right into it. Enjoy. <laughs> Yo, I know, no, no, no. I think I should have a bit of a disclaimer leading up. I, this episode is going to be filled with uh, horror stories. So this is not one of those episodes that I want you to be listening in with the kids. Episodes, episodes. I want you to listen in with the kids, guys. Please relax. This is adult time. We're going to be discussing adult things. Yo, SK calls. Ah. Yeah. Osha, guys, is known to some based on his most uh, famous portrayal of the character on uh, that uh, telenovela, uh, The Queen, I believe it was called. So this guy has been acting erratically for the past, can I say a year now? Yeah, pretty much. Started off with him trending for all sorts of things from, uh, well, coming out, well, it didn't really come out, but he was seen kissing another I mean, <clears throat> stomach, huh? You're doing things, this man? My, yay. Next thing we know, they is acting all kinds of crazy, going around swearing at people like a flippin' madman. 
what is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with this guy? And then, because of his actions, there is now this, well, this witch apparently, as she likes to present herself or position herself, who has said, look, actually this guy is, is a baby daddy of mine, one of the kids I gather. And all these things are happening to him because of what I have done to him. So, how did we get here as a nation? How did we get here as a people? I am appealing, this is more of an appeal, asking you to please make it make sense to me. How did we get here where people are blatantly able to come out and say, I have done this egregious thing to this person with no retaliation? The power of cancel culture, it's always targeted at men. How is it that we are unable to cancel this person? Instead, we're giving this person platform for them to spread the very same thing, this agenda of theirs, whether there's promos run on Twitter, whether there's, there's, there's exposure given on huge platforms. And this is in no way an attack on those that host the platforms because I understand some of them are doing it for the shock value or for them to be able to give credence to these matters. I speak to McGee and his huge podcast. I, um, I, I respect what he has built. It has taken years and we can't help by, but take inspiration as podcaster from what he's done. But my concern is how is society so adaptable to all these things that are continuously coming in to us? Witchcraft. How can it be that in this day and age we are giving a platform to glorify witchcraft? And this lady, I'm in the desperation. I understand that there's a lot of people who want to be coming into the, the fame or coming, becoming famous. But honestly, this person has normalized or is normalizing her identity as a witch in order for her to promote her business uh, which is witchcraft essentially because this is what happens shortly after the very first time that this man was trending SK Koza that is she then started g- gaining a bit of traction because she says she has a pack to assist baby daddies who maybe uh, uh, I should baby mamas I should say whose exes or partners were not coming to the party she had a way to punish them and put them in line. And she was trending for that because she has packages that she was preparing. So people's lives can be miserable in order for them to exact their revenge. The dark arts. This is literal dark magic. What in the demon worshipping and evil acceptance is wrong with us as a community? I cannot, I cannot understand it. And there are those who are saying, Hey, Kalim, aren't you, aren't you scared of what? I'm scared of Jack. No, guys. My problem is this. We are normalizing filth in every single thing that we're doing to a point where we are not going to be able to call people out when they're doing things which are horrible. It's the same phenomenon that you see if anything is to happen to you. In Josie, people can rob you right there during the day. With bystanders observing. And the perpetrators don't even need to be armed. You, 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 you cannot process how a social, social setting 
has been disrupted to the point where people are comfortable in doing egregious things, horrible things in public, and no one says anything about it because the fabric that has built the community is torn up. And no, they say it's okay, they say it's fine because social media says it is. Because you can get a few thousand people to like the picture, it must mean it's right, doesn't it? A few retweets here and there, it must mean you are right or smart. Eh? A few engagements. We would rather associate ourselves with people who have more people supporting them in, in, into their, their biases, the confirmation biases that we, that we suffer from mostly. And we have become so comfortable in it. Just because I have 10 people who are agreeing with me, I believe that I have the strongest opinion. We have built ourselves into positions where we are unable to engage intellectually, where we are not able to say this is wrong and shouldn't be happening. This is where we've, we've got to as a nation. This is what we have normalized as a people. And it's, it's flippant frustrating. But this is a symptom of what the leadership has, has inspired. Where we know the strengths that used to lie within the villages, within the township, within the black communities in particular. Remember, this is a pro-black forecast. It'll always be. It'll always be, regardless of what level we get to, regardless of the offers that we are given. I give you my word that this will always be a pro-black platform. And it must always come this way. But we mustn't be disrupted. We mustn't think that certain things have to be normalized because of who we are. We mustn't assume that certain things have to be made right because of who they claim to be. We can't be comfortable as a people where things are happening the way that they're happening and say it is fine. Because we need to learn to condemn. I'm not saying go out and ban people and for accusing them of, of being witches. No. That is counterproductive. I am saying we need to bring back the shame in evil acts so people can learn that there's a reason why those things are not done. We've become a, a, a culture that okays virtually everything. Live and let live. Nonsense! <laughs> I can't have it. I, I honestly can't have it. Where the masses are electing all these minute things. These people are in such a small fraction of the population and we're giving far too many of them rights that they shouldn't be having. Can you imagine this? Because the masses as you are are quiet about these issues. We don't want to speak about anything. We are also passive. As long as it doesn't disrupt my meal ticket, I am okay with letting it happen as it's, as it's happening now. We have become those people. Guys, it didn't stop there. Next thing you know, this SK Koza is trending yet again. Next thing is trending for what? He posts a video of him in a sexual The shock value that we're trying to go for has become so disgusting. And there will be nothing said. There will be nothing done that seeks to expose the fact that it is these very actions that have destroyed the very fabric of our existence. 
in terms of a community. We have said it is fine simply because it's one of our favorites who's doing it. We, we, we can't be those people. Honestly, it cannot be us who are complaining that society isn't the way it was supposed to be. We can't say no one cares anymore. We can't say Ubuntu is dead because we are the very ones who let it happen by just being passive citizens. We don't do anything. No one stands up for anyone else, not even themselves some of these days. People are saying do not fight back because it's not worth it. Let the criminals win. Whether petty or not, constantly we are taking advantage of us as the masses. Do you get that in South Africa, the apartheid system, one of the most efficient systems I have ever seen, all oh, that system was brilliant. Oh, it was, it was the perfect system for those who benefited. Because it was so well constructed that it had a plan B, C, D, up to Z to ensure that those that were the original benefits, their children, their children's children, grandkids, and all that are to come afterwards continue to eat of the benefits of the system. Apartheid was there to give comfort to those in the what? <laughs> in the minority, the masses, the masses were honestly controlled by a minute few. And they deprived you of knowledge. They deprived you of the right to associate, the right of movement. They knew exactly what it is that needed to be done to you in order for you to end up seeing yourself as inferior and passing it on to your children, your children's children and their children. It happens because there are concepts that we were supposed to be having, but we're not using as we're supposed to be using. We are only ruthless when it comes to hurting one another. That's who we we are comfortable with becoming. But when it comes to doing things that matter, we shy away. Guys, I'm offended. This, this, this Maweni chick was supposed to have been cancelled long ago. Long, long ago. Not promoted for clarity. But look at, at what we are exposing ourselves into. Look at Twitter. Left, right and center we have prostitutes who are trending and are celebs. Celebrated on the website. Social media has normalized all these evils. Because they say to us, as you grow older, you'll understand certain things. No, as you grow older, we start to tolerate and compromise more. Because we, we, we focus on the problem and not, and not on the effects of the solutions we have to it. If we are to justify our own means of making money, then what's the point of us speaking about building a cohesive society? I am troubled. I am honestly troubled. I am troubled. Every, every single day. You know, I, I took, I took a, a few months off from recording the podcast. And I, I touched on these 
um, on my last episode. But that is only part th- is it part three. Yeah, th- it's a three part uh, episode. More to be said, but I think I should spare it and spread it out. So this is the thing that that I want to to come through, and I want people to know about me. I want you to understand that it is it is unfair on the kids that we should have to be the parents that are normalizing all this talk because we're going to bring them up in a world where doesn't, which doesn't care about anyone except for those within their household. A selfish, selfish, selfish land. We see it every day, and and that's part of the reason why I'm scared of bringing my my kids to urban areas. Rather, keep them away in villages because I feel as if it's, it's a way to protect them. The things that we are exposed to, but that will only mean that I'll also be at fault because the only action I'm taking is hiding. But we need to fight it. People are complaining about the 2000s, saying these kids are disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. You've all heard it before. But who's raising them? Why is no one ever holding us as the parents accountable? Why are we acting as if these kids just sprout out of nowhere like mushrooms? Huh? No. These kids were raised. And those that have a problem is because they're raised poorly. Case in point. In your baby tavern. Where we have kids as young as 13 dying. From unknown causes apparently. There's conspiracies and conspiracies and conspiracies. How did they get there to begin with? You get on social media people say. Y'all are busy trying to act like you never did this before. Actually we didn't. Last thing on my mind at the age of 13 was being in the tavern. I was playing soccer. I was bad at it, but I was playing. We had church to keep us busy. We had our studies to keep us busy. We had friends to keep us away from that. I was still enjoying the value of being youth. The last thing on my mind was getting tipsy, getting drunk, lost. Could never be me. But people are speaking as if it's normalized just because it was happening frequently in certain parts of the country. And yet again, the, mi- the minorities want to rule the majority. Isn't that the very, the very same scenario that led us into what we are today? Because the masses did nothing. and <laughs> We need a mass event for us to be able to to stand our ground, to assert our dominance, to take what is rightfully ours by force if need be, because we will need to defend ourselves. What do you mean, Kalim? The values that we need to prescribe are not those that we are willing to go for, but those that we are willing to die for. It is not for us to to throw the first blow, as they say. The year of heaven was a great tragedy. I don't want to take away from that. Weeks later, we do not know what has happened. 
What we do know is that methanol was found in those tents. Methanol is a type of alcohol. It is not the same as ethanol, which is what we normally consume. Methanol is much more potent. Now the question starts being how did it come into these kids' systems? Are there new experiments of alcohol that are trending that we are not aware of? That they're trying to get a buzz? Or were they poisoned with it? Was it intentional? How is it that these many kids were killed? The country weeps. The country weeps. Because we do not know. And every single week when there's a big story that comes out, we realize that the government doesn't have the answers. Our government is sleeping. Because a few weeks later, the next thing you know, there's a mass shooting in Soweto. And then after that, it trends. And look at Twitter idiots, because there are so many idiots in Twitter. Yet come here again. Yeah, you're like acting as if this thing doesn't happen. How are you normalizing this kind of act? We want to normalize film to say it is okay. Why is part of going out having a, a, a risk of you dying at the event? Unprovoked. Because these people came in in Soweto, in the Nomzamo um, informal settlement, and they shot randomly. You remember that clip? There was a clip that was trended for Julius, saying that parliament is filled with um, the criminals. You must get there and you must just shoot randomly. That's what they did. And not to parliament. They did this to patrons of the tavern. Yet we're going to have conspiracy theories. And I love a good conspiracy theory. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's entertaining. Sometimes it gets you to think and make connections. Sometimes those connections aren't even there. I mean, it sounds, it sounds right enough. It sounds like it's well orchestrated. But honestly... I'm convinced that half of these are just nonsense. Maybe as far as 80% of them are just nonsense because there's no way that our government, which fails at every single thing, can be smart enough to pull off conspiracies to the nature that people are accusing them of. Ha, guys, come on. Ha, no. I, 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 I can't believe it. And then you have people who are so veiled because they're in defense of one side, they refuse to see everything in totality. There are those who want to make the argument to say that Zuma was better. Therefore, Cyril is the one who's actually evil. As if it's impossible for both of them to be incompetent and evil. It is entirely possible that we haven't had good presidents, arguably since Beggy, Mklante not to be mentioned, it is extremely possible that all these characters that have gotten in have gotten in because of the masters that they're serving, whether it be of the Indian variety or it might be of the Caucasian variety, but they all have masters. And they are equally able to be corrupted. No excuses to be made for their ineptitude. There's no false propaganda. It's ANC versus ANC. 
one who was in power presented himself a certain way as the one who is in power presenting himself a certain way. It is totally possible that they can both be corrupt. Are you mad? Are you honestly mad? In a country of... I don't know what the latest stats are. They were doing counting. By the way, I wasn't counted. I, 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 I want to complain. I was not counted. They did a census and they didn't count me. They left me out. So, over the last... Uh, there's over 60 million people in this country. And I always look at Parliament and say, are these pensioners the very best that we have to offer? Honestly? Are these the brightest... No, they've never been the brightest minds. It's just people who have, who have time to sit in the corruption, simmer in the benefits of the society of ours. Oh, but But I digress. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No, I'm not digressing. I come back. Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> oh, I'm saying to you, have you ever thought of this? In our classroom when you're growing up, they always gave us um, opportunities to vote for the class monitor. And it was always a popular a, um, a popularity sorry, contest. We never voted for the person who's most ethical. We never voted for the smartest person in the room. We often went for the entertainer. Isn't it funny? Voting is more about who we like. Not what they can do. This is what society has taught us. Now, those are the parts of society we need to break down. Because we do it differently. We don't do it to position ourselves better. To say, if this individual is given an opportunity, what does it actually mean to our benefit? Because we are not given platforms that explain what power the certain positions are given. But when it comes to organization, save the few cases where it might be through sexual favors. I'm excluding those there. Or nepotism. When things are done correctly, they're always going for the best candidate. And they have a whole rounded approach to it. They want to understand what are your strengths, what have you achieved, why is it that you should be given this position. And it happens time and time again and next thing we see that these organizations are flourishing consistently over an extended period, giving year-on-year growth, profitability, efficiencies are done because they are measuring things based on what a person can do and not who the person is. But when it comes to us choosing leaders of the nation, we don't use the same approach. We, we no. First day is the black person. I am assumed that I'm going to be voting for a black party because a black party essentially has my best interest at heart. No. Because I, I am not part of their consideration at all. The masses are no longer given the priority because they cater into the whims of a few. The system needs to be shocked. This system is society which has given power and raised this generation 
Yeah. Oh, sympathizers, sympathizers of witchcraft are you? Hey. Honestly. Honestly. Even look at the engagements that we have. When last did you have a good old intellectual conversation? When last? Are you waiting for your next challenge in order for you to, to embrace life? Before you can have a, a thorough community building discussion. How damaged have we become? Johannesburg. Navigating Johannesburg has been so so difficult, man. It is nothing like what I anticipated when I left where I was working from. I honestly thought that Johannesburg is going to be different. It's going to be a good area. It's going to be prosperous, as we often say. But hey, Joburg is Joburg. That's flipping dangerous. I have anxiety working on the street because I feel like there's all these people following me. I am I am not necessarily comfortable when I'm when I'm approaching things happening in Joburg. I'm always on my on my toes. It, it keeps me prayerful. <laughs> that much that much is for sure. I remember when I landed in Mbalen. There's this there's this township of Secunda. So I've travelled. If anyone knows I've travelled, uh, more of the inland part of the country. I haven't been overseas. I'm hoping one day the podcast is gonna get me there, but hey. Ah <laughs> So I get there. And as I land, I'm walking with the confidence of saying, hey, I was in Mamilodi before this, I was in Soweto before this. I know townships are comfortable. And I've lived, and I've been a tenant in most of them, actually all of them. And then I came, I met this landlord, he was there with his bucky he loaded my bags, and we went to his place. I, I set up, I uh, didn't have a bed, so I had a Kind of a polar fleece that I'm going to use as my bed and sleep on. Ah, uh, then, okay, he introduces himself, I'm Mr. So-and-so, and I say to him, I'm so-and-so. And he says to me, uh, which is to say, brother, let us not lie to each other. Embalente is wicked. It's cruel, it's evil. I was like, Yeah! I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, I've, I said, no, this place is nothing like what you've been. <laughs> he says, if everything is going to be okay, but if okay, I listened, eh? I listened, and I was, I was awestruck to say, how bad is this area that I need to get a warning? I mean, I've lived in Deep Sluot. I've lived in all these areas which have been trending. And people have said these places are dangerous. I've never seen this place trending. Oy. But for them to actually give me a warning this big, something surely needs to be happening. Achy. Not me. Not me seeing what he meant. Because in less than two weeks from me moving in, they burned down a whole mall. They were looting. They closed down the entire township. Couldn't get any access to go to town, which is a, a bit more than five minutes away. I realized from there to say, this is nothing like the place I've ever lived in. 
I remember coming from work on one of the days, and as I got off the taxi, I saw this this man being slapped. All those kids were having their way, and there were seven of them. I counted. One even had crutches. The bastard, and they were slapping this man and taking whatever they could find from him. And there were people around, and no one did anything. No one said anything. You see, that's 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 my problem. Because they try and do anything like this where I'm from. Oh, you'll be banned within the hour. Honestly, you'll be shambled, and then you'll be necklaced. There are these fringe societies which are growing in, and the way that they continue to live is one which is merciless. And honestly, one thing I've noticed that is common is where you mostly have a dominance of foreigners that are selling as informal traders in an area, when you are to be taken advantage of, they will not come to your aid. I'm referring to legal and illegal because I don't know their papers. My assumption is that because they are there, they're legal. My concern is they are never bothered by what's happening to you. They will not check up on you. I don't even know if they know how to call the police or ask for help. Maybe we need to go out on a on an education drive. But the problem is, as soon as they see a police officer or an immigration officer, hey, they go shooting or running, that is. I don't know if they are scared. But that's that's what I what I see. How do you incorporate yourself into your society in a community that you, you feel nothing for? That you're not offended if they're in pain, you're not offended, you don't feel what they feel. You cannot see them and say, Archie. Yeah? I need to do something and act on it. A community which holds each other, which holds hands and fights for the same purpose. That is the one that prospers and that is the one that actually wins. Guys, I'm tired of being the third best. I am tired of not being in the top ten. Africa is called a third world country while they're still continuously taking from ours. How is it that we have leaders who are unable to get together and develop technology, refineries for the minerals that we are having? Why can we not get the very same end product in this continent? In Ghana, they're exporting tons and tons and tons of cocoa and importing tons of chocolate and coffee. Huh? What's wrong with you, Africa? Because it's the leaders that you've chosen. We don't choose people who are best. The options are bad. Honestly, the options are bad. Hey, Josie. So, I, I lived in Ireland and every single day I would come back and oh, I'd be so prayerful. There was this one day, I remember I was late. I had been held up at work 
I remember I would yo, I would speed off every single day after work. I refused to knock off late. But that one day was an exception. Oh, I dashed. I ran. I ran to the taxi rank. It is a bit of a distance. All in the mind, I kept on having, this is why a car, this is why a car, this is why a car. <laughs> this is why a car. I have a fear of driving, by the way. And because they said to me, imbalance is not imbalance. It's safe when you have a car. You don't see the crime. You don't experience the crime half as much. A car is ideal. A car is safe. A car is what you need. Eh? So this is me dashing. I'm dashing. I'm dashing. I get there. And still, I only get home after dark. Oh. As I was alighting that taxi, looking at the road that I need to take, it is dark. It is dimly lit. I do not know what I need to do. I changed the route because my instinct was saying, hey, you need to do something differently today. You might not make it where you need to if you use the normal route. Follow the few people that are still on the street and hopefully something will happen. So I was following this man and we went in a direction, went past a bit of a bottle store. There was a, a shortcut there and then down a few houses and then there's an open field that we walked through. And then he was walking in front, I was walking behind him. But I was maintaining my pace, making it seem we are working together. And then a group of these young boys came through. Ha ha, my God, I said a prayer. So this guy then pulls back. <laughs> sort of exposing me to the front. <laughs> I, well, hey. <coughs> Must have been his, his, his instinct. And then those kids come in. They come closer. And then I decide I am not going to walk to the side of these boys. If they are to do whatever they need to do, rather I be in the middle. I'm not the smallest guy. I have told myself that that day I'll, I'll, I'll die fighting. And I approached. And these boys gridlocked themselves. They were refusing to give me way. And I told myself, if this is going to be it, let it be it. And they're approaching, they see that I'm not swerving, I'm looking straight ahead. Clenched my fist because I'm like, I'm going to go out swinging. And then I walked. And then they gave me away. The middle when they gave me away, oh, I thanked my father. <laughs> Yay! As soon as I hit the corner, I jogged. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. That place gave me anxiety. Yo, I jogged. Karakona, As soon as I got to my place, I was like, hey, God, I need to get out of this place. As soon as in yesterday, last week is too late. <laughs> this was after the whole incident of burning the mall and stuff. Oh, and referring to back to my previous discussion to you about the old man, uh, it wasn't really old, but it was a time, almost 40 years or so. They were clapping him, clapping him, clapping him, and the, the others were searching him. I'm looking at this one with crutches. I'm like, the nerve and audacity. People looking around, doing anything. I am also people because I did nothing. I went into the road, and I stopped the first taxi that I saw. And I said to him, Chief, today you are taking me with a delivery. He said, No. Taxis do not go to where you live. I said, today they are. <laughs> oh, and he did. And as we were driving, it's not far. That's the thing that frustrated me. It's, it's a little, like, two minutes drive from where I was to where I need to be. And then as we were driving, we went there. 
and all that days like they were waiting for me i saw these scavengers all the most dodgiest of characters even if they were not dodgy that day because i had trauma everybody looked dodgy even the pastors because it was going past a, a, a church on the way there i was like even that guy today would have marked me but there was nothing <laughs> there was nothing in comparison to what i feel in Jobek. Mm. oh Jobek is different guys Jobek is in a class of its own <laughs> it's honestly in a class of its own but it's new beginnings isn't it it's new beginnings that we look forward to and it's a new start <sighs> new love the new love that I found was a love for my art a love for my for my craft, the skills that I have and the ability that I bring, a love of what I do, a love of who I am. I'm a hit on Tinder, by the way. I have over a hundred matches. <laughs> Actually, I should say, I accepted over a hundred um, invites, I should say. Yeah, man, sometimes get bored. It's more of a conversation for me. Honestly, I don't have any intentions of meeting these people. It's, it's just it's just a coping mechanism for loneliness. It's always good to, to meet strangers because of the, the hours I work and the life I live, I don't often go out. So I've used, I'm using it more as a platform. But I must say, there's a lot of weird people, eh? Why are you guys so horny? No, uh-uh, yay, no, Pato. no, hi, we, 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 we can't be a generation that is as horny as you, uh-uh, you, how was South Africa? Because, I even put it in my bio to say I have no intention, but we still have people who want to fast track things and fast forward them to that degree, I'm like, uh-uh, nah, guys, see. Uh-uh, nah. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Uh-uh. Yo. Yo. Yes, I want to I go into story time about this incident that I had, but I fear that one of these days my children will be listening to this podcast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop it right there. I'm going to stop it right there. Guys, thank you so much. This has been... Oh, this has been a mess event podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Ah, hey, I've missed you guys. <laughs> Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, engage. Contact us on massevenpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, 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 hey thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, 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 and another thing, and another thing. <laughs> uh, please, please, please stop, stop sharing the rumors. Stop lying. Nah? Stop, stop, stop speaking absolute nonsense. If you don't have the face of the situation, just, just shut up. It's okay to say nothing. And most of the instances actually better to say, to say nothing. Nah?
Okay. Another thing, please stop telling us about COVID regulations saying that, hey, there's lockdowns in China, blah, blah, blah. Hey, we don't care. We don't care. Survival of the fittest. We, we, we actually don't care. We have bigger problems to focus on. Oh, and another thing, Ramaphosa. Why are you having millions of dollars in, 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 in inside your farm? In Kukumatrasingu. What is... I, I, I thought you were a billionaire. Why, why are you keeping your money under the matras? Yeah? And another thing. EFF leader, Julius Malem. Stop playing us for fools. Well, 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 I wasn't paid by you. But stop playing people for fools. You complain about white monopoly capital. But you're the very same person who goes to DJ at their gig at their wedding in Ibiza. Ibiza, Ibiza, it's written Ibiza. But they call it Ibiza. I've never been. I've never been. No pronunciation in that. And another thing. Blayton Zimand decided to, to step down as the, as the leader of the SA Communist Party. Only to become a chairperson of the SA. Ah, guys, come on. Ah, ah. You, you guys must. These guys refuse. You know, they sit on those chairs like they're, 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 they're kings and queens and refuse to get down. Oh, and another thing. Rest in peace to my uncle. Oh, that man could sing, eh? Malum stranger, you will forever be loved by the family. Thank you. Thank you for the memories. You are a character, or were a character of note to your children. Apologies for your lost family. May you be comforted. And another thing, you guys blue ticked Nelson Mandela's birthday. It was on the 18th. You forgot. Ah, you people. Oh, yeah, no, thank you so much, Messi Van Podcast. This has been a good one. Enjoy it. Cheers. Bye. Yo.